Today on the show, I'm happy to have Andrew Denton. He's the CEO of Prosper AI. They're the bumble for jobs. And he's going to tell us how he went from working at CVS Pharmacy to being the CEO of an AI company. Thanks for the introduction, Chad. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to actually walk it back a little bit and describe the kind of person who I was and how I became who I am today. I was a pretty academic growing up, made great grades all through high school, graduating three years. To be honest, it was pretty boring. So I wanted to be out of there as quick as possible. When I went to college, that pattern of success really didn't continue, unfortunately. I graduated in five and a half years and made a 2.7 GPA, blew off a lot of studies, just, I don't know, discipline wasn't there. And so after I graduated uh, college with a bachelor's in neuroscience, I wanted to enter the workforce, but I wasn't getting hired anywhere. And so I essentially picked up a, a, a few dead-end jobs. One of those jobs was working as a pharmacy physician at CVS Pharmacy. And if you guys know that role, there's not a whole lot of upward mobility. While it was rewarding for, I think, a younger, it can be rewarding for a younger person. I think for me, I had much bigger ambitions, but so I took a hard look at my life and said, this is not what I want to do in life. I want to, there's more inside me that I can pull out and offer the world. And so I thought about what I could do and I decided to go back to school, go back to my alma mater and try to get into their master's program. And so I basically called them up wrote letters, wrote emails, wrote essays, had an interview with the dean, begged, plead, cried, borrowed, whatever I could do to get into, into their program. And they, they told me, they said, look, if like, we'll let you in, but if you don't make a 3.5 or better on the campus, we're going to kick you out because of your previous history at, at our campus. And I said, look, I promise you, you won't see lower than a 4.0. And I don't know if you want to call that cocky or ballsy or, or, or whatever it was, but I was serious. And to my credit, I achieved it. I worked a full-time job. I worked a full-time internship and I attended classes full-time. And over the course of two years, I, I got the 4.0 and I got my master's in applied neuroscience and cognition. And so naturally, my next thought process was, okay, how do I leverage this degree and put it to good work? And the, the most obvious answer to me at the time was to attend med school. So I went and applied for med school. I took my MCAT, got a good score there. But every medical school I tried to attend, the wall was shut. And so I, was like, I guess that's not in the cards for me, despite having what I thought were, were pretty good metrics. But I remembered about two years prior, sorry, 10 years prior that I had idea for a medical health startup to combine technology and healthcare. And so I reached out to a buddy of mine and I said, hey, I would love to, to start this venture with you. You've got the software side of things. I've got the healthcare side of things. And we created a company called Glia Health, which was a uh, startup that was designed to create an application to diagnose brain traumas and brain disorders using computer vision for the consumer. Long story short, had to shelve that because it was during the bubble where the tech bubble popped and there wasn't fundraising going around for FDA approval, the FDA approval process. But through that, I learned a lot of lessons. I learned how to be a, when I was at that startup, I had the genesis of the idea of Prosper AI, which is where I'm currently at. So with Prosper AI, what's the tech you bring into market? Yeah, that's, I liken it to Bumble for Jobs. And so essentially the idea behind Prosper AI was that we wanted to create a space where companies and candidates could find each other in true alignment and um, remove all the inefficiencies and the cost barriers that sort of surround the job search process. So what I mean by that is if you're a candidate trying to apply for jobs, you're most likely going to apply for 250 plus applications per week before you even hear back of a job saying they want to hire you. On the flip side, hiring managers and recruiters will have to screen hundreds, if not thousands of applications to fill some of their job requisitions. 
And so that, that can be an extremely time intensive process. And oftentimes recency bias plays a, a part of that where the hiring manager, the top resume means a lot and the very bottom resume means a lot and everything else in between just gets lost in the sauce. The average HR manager or recruiter spends around six to eight seconds on a resume in the screening process. And I get it, man, they've got a lot to go through and it can take a lot of time. And so they have to be as efficient as they can with the tools and the processes that are available to them. And so myself being on the hiring side of things later in life, I realized that there's got to be a way to do this because A, I don't enjoy doing this. I feel like I'm not doing the candidates a good service and actually qualifying their application. And the resume to me just felt very outdated. So I built Prosper AI with those things in mind, where now we create company and candidate profiles of both sides of the equation, that are the inverse of each other. And then we run their attributes and skills through our proprietary AI algorithm, matching algorithm. And then that'll assign both sides a match percentage. And then a la Bumble, or we don't like to use Tinder because honestly, I think the story around Bumble that we put the power, they put the power back in the hands of women and make women get the first choice. It's like how Prosper views us is we're putting power back to candidates where the candidates get this, the, a lot more agency in, in how they apply for their job. And so once they match to a company, if the company likes them back, they get a scripture or sorry, not a scripture, a, a list of interview options. And a la Calendly, they can click a interview option and automatically get that interview scheduled in a very efficient, very quick process. And ultimately, and more importantly, it's, it's a very aligned process. People get to work for the jobs they want to work for and can make a meaningful impact at their, during their career. It sounds like a massive time saver. Yeah, I, I, it's from profile creation for the consumer to when they can actually apply for the job is around six minutes. And for the hiring manager, it's a bit, it's a bit less for that per job post. So it's everyone that we've started. So we've got over 40, around 40 people on our wait list right now, 40 companies on our wait list. And every couple we've talked to, they say, man, we love the, we love what you guys are doing. We can't wait till this launches commercially and, and we're excited to use it because it is a massive time saver. And then getting the candidates on the platform, I'm sure that's a big effort required for that. Certainly. I think anytime you build a marketplace company, you have to look at both sides of the coin, right? It's the cart before the horse problem. You have companies that need to be onboarded so they can actually provide the jobs to the candidates and you have to have candidates on the platform to make it valuable to the companies to post for jobs because they need to get talent, right? They need people to come in and, and work for them. And so having to attack the problem at twofold, but each strategy to accomplish both ends of that goal are going to be wildly different, right? And so for us at Prosper, we've been really fortunate to build a lot of partnerships with other companies as well as channel partnerships to where we can get multiple organizations onto our platform through one key relationship. And our B2B side is gratefully and thankfully a very stable pipeline for us. The B2C consumer space is an uphill battle, I think, as it is for anybody who are trying to gather market share in the direct consumer space because there's a virality component to it, right? You have to almost 10x your applicants for the job post to make sure that's it's a valuable throughput for our system. And so we're, we're accomplishing that by a couple of ways. We're utilizing university partnerships because I had such a great time at my previous alma mater through my second go around. Uh, I've actually gone back and, and we formed multiple business partnerships to acquire talent from my own startup or also to help so that I can work with others. Um, I've done business support for their business school. And thankfully that relationship has been really strong and built up now. And so I can go back to them and say, hey, we'd love for you to use our product to help students find jobs after we graduate. We're also looking at sororities and fraternities to help plug in there. And so really taking a grassroots approach and letting our product speak for itself because organically that's been our greatest 
method of capturing market share because people, when, when they get their hands on it, when they see it, they love it. Is it possible to form like a partnership with one of these large providers like an Indeed that already has the big database? Certainly an Indeed would be a, a potential partner for an exit. I think they are the big man on campus to, to keep with the school analogy. And, and they've got a lot of depth of knowledge in the hiring and talent space. And so I respect them a lot. Um, we've been, th we thought about how we could integrate with Indeed in the future. And, and there's definitely a world where something could be worked out of, certainly if they're open to it. I think Prosper is wanting to serve all sides of the hiring spectrum and be a positive force for the broader job search space. And so anyway, that we can work together to solve the, the hiring problem, we want to do that. So if any of our listeners wanted to build a resume on the platform or businesses reach out, or if Indeed wanted to give you a call, how could they do so? Yeah, I'll really quickly make a quick addendum there is that we don't have resumes on Prosper AI. We believe that's one of the core fundamental problems with the job search space as it exists today. I think it's, people aren't necessarily hiring off a resume, they're hired off of the interview. More often than not, the resume is what gets them through the door. And as a tool to get someone through the door, it's really effective because it, it doesn't demonstrate to oftentimes, because resumes are also very asynchronous, it doesn't demonstrate to the hiring manager, the skills of the applicant, what the impact the applicant made at their previous job. And oftentimes it's like you worked here and you did these roles or you did this responsibility, but not necessarily how you actually impacted that job while you were there. And so I think for many of the reasons, the resumes, we decided that's a, it's a false start for us. So we just had to make a completely revamped process. And so to your second question, how can they get involved with us? One, you can find us at joinprosper.ai. And if you want to get on our wait list, it's joinprosper.ai slash waitlist. And you can sign up as a candidate looking to get work or as a company looking to post jobs on our platform. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at andrew at joinprosper.ai or find me on LinkedIn where I post content around entrepreneurship, startup space, hiring tips and tricks, as well as the occasional neuroscience post because well, I don't do it anymore. It's still a bit of a passion of mine. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give it a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.